0: All right, 360serve.org. Good morning, Rock Bible Church. Do you know that our church is approaching almost 80 indigenous pastors around the world, and I think it's eight countries. It's either eight or nine countries. Uh, So good job. Thank you. And uh, just reiterate what they said. Go to 360serve.org and find a way to send a gift out there. That'd be awesome. Um, but then we also have gifts in the back. If you want to do something close to home, the whole thing—it's a great season, isn't it? Yes. What was that season again? Christmas. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas. I, Thanksgiving's over. We can officially say it, right? Anybody else start in August saying Merry Christmas like me? <laughs> no. I, I figure if Costco can, I can. I walk in; they got all this stuff all to decorate and the whole thing. So, uh, yeah, welcome to Christmas time. We're gonna start our Christmas series this year, today. I I got a little inspired and excited and we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, Before we do, I wanna remind the men, guys, we uh, resume this week, we took last week off. So uh, Wednesday morning, 6 a.m. right in here, I'll see those of you that are the morning guys, then nighttime guys, tomorrow night, Monday, repeat after me, half hour later, My goodness, my father-in-law and an elder, that's it. <laughs> father-in-law and elder and a pastor walk into a church. How's that joke go? Um, repeat after me, half hour, half hour later. Yes, we're starting tomorrow night at 7.30. I have a previous engagement. It has to do with soccer in a local high school or something. I don't know. So I'm going to be flying over here as fast as I can. Tomorrow night, 7.30. After that, we'll go back to 7 o'clock. If you are on the text feed, the men's text feed I'll send you more information tomorrow as a reminder if you're not on the men's text feed for men's group you're missing out or you're a lady so um, there's that we are going to be starting our series uh, this morning on Christmas to bring in the Christmas season by the way I forgot to mention this this is the 360 serve uh, uh, handout magazine such that was in the video we have some more in the back, or if you want, you can have my copy uh, if you like later. We're starting our Christmas Eve service or Christmas series today. And and I got a little inspired, I got a little excited, and so I'm gonna give you a little background information and before we jump into it. Okay. There's um there's a bunch of Christmas stories in the Bible, right? And I went to look at which one we would do this year and I'm trying to differentiate you know so we get different stories each year and we'll go from Luke one year we'll go from Matthew another year the whole thing so I went back and started looking and then I oh I want to talk about that oh oh we should cover this and with that and I, I started getting way too excited and uh I landed on Matthew chapter 1 verse 18 through 25 and that's what we're going to be doing and here's the thing I got really excited eight verses six sermons we're gonna do six sermons out of eight verses because i went a little nerd on it and we're gonna have some fun i know generally some of you are going into shock and convulsions because we usually do a chapter a week at a time and we work through we're just gonna go a little slower and have a little more fun we'll jump to some other passages each week as we look at things But I was looking through this eight verses and thinking, you know, there's a lot of things you have to resolve if you're going to buy that story. And really, the story isn't much longer than that in Matthew. I went to Mark to find the Christmas story in Mark. And I think somebody tore some pages out of my Bible because I I couldn't find it. I'm looking back and forth. They start, Mark starts the Gospel of Mark with John the Baptist, full age, saying prepare away way in the wilderness, you know, whatever. And I was like, oh, Mark doesn't even cover it. Apparently, Mark's gospel uh, starts with a different agenda. So I went to Luke, and I went to Luke, and it was like, there's a couple chapters in a whole, there's a backstory with the cousin, and <laughs> next thing you know, they're running off to Egypt after the birth. So oh, that's a whole lot. We'll catch that another time. So I picked the middle version of Christmas. There's the there's the no Christmas, that's the Gospel of Mark. I thought we would skip that one. There's the way too much, and we can't quite cover it all in six weeks. And then I, then I found the middle version, which is Matthew's version. And I got, I got really excited about this because I realized something. This is where Matthew starts. This is a Bible, by the way, for those of you who are familiar with it. This is the Bible. This is the beginning of the New Testament this is where the story starts so for whatever reason the book of matthew was first actually i know that reason we'll get into it some other day on another different sermon but the very first book and the very first thing that it talks about is the christmas story jesus on the scene amen Amen. i want us to figure out all the things we need to resolve so that we can enjoy christmas because I, I heard a rumor that apparently Christmas is not about gifts and ribbons and trees. And I'm, I'm traumatized. It's one of my favorite parts of Christmas. So we really need to figure out what it is about. Amen? Let's pray and we'll jump, jump right in. Lord, thank you for the whole story. We thank you that you're an active God from the beginning. You continue to act and in the middle of your story the height of your story we have your son some call it the gospel the lord we we call it salvation we have many names for it but during this season we call it christmas you call him emmanuel god with us and we are so fortunate that we get to understand it on some level i pray that you would help us work through some of the mystery and then stand firmly on the things that are concrete. But I pray that you we, we bless this time, bless today, bless the weeks that follow, but bless this passage and the reading of it. Bless how I talk about it, how we receive it, and we trust, Lord, that your Spirit will will guide it and shape it within us. Project on us, Lord. As the passage says in a different spot, come over us. May your Spirit come over us in this season and may all around us know why we celebrate, what we celebrate, and that they could celebrate as well. So we thank you for this and we pray your blessing in Jesus, your Son's name, amen? Amen. Amen. Let's go. I had to put the title in red. I'm telling you, I was having a lot of fun studying for this. This is how bad it got. This has never happened before. I had a dream that I was preaching. I dreamed about preaching. How weird is that? In fact, it was really weird because when I, in my dream, I came up and the podium was gone and I had to use one of these. And I was getting my Bible set up on one of these little stands and was the Bible weight, it's too heavy, I don't know. And I was panicked because I might not get to preach. So I'm hoping lightning doesn't strike right now, because right now, here we go. This is Matthew chapter 1, verse 18-25. through 25. It really is only eight verses. And we really are going to f- take out six weeks. I've already mapped out all six sermons and stuff. Shocker of all shockers. Denise already have the outline for next week. That's exciting. I know. We might need medical assistance over there. Uh, this is the birth of Jesus Christ. This is what it's about. And now... The birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. This is why it's, it's written. It's meant for us to know. I love that rather than hide what he does, God does everything out in the open, right in front. Everybody can see. Bells and whistles, lights, ribbons. Catch the analogy? That's why we do all that stuff at Christmas. So if anybody tries to sell you that Christmas is so materialized and it's a construct of the modern consumerism, of say so no, we're celebrating the lights and glistery, glistening of all the coolest, greatest stuff of Jesus. <laughs> and we're going to do gifts in the whole thing because that's what we're celebrating. This is his mother, Mary, had been betrothed to Joseph. So are they married yet? They're no. They're engaged. Right. They're engaged uh, before they came together. She was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. There's a little phrase there before they came together. The kids are all in Sunday school, right? We know what this is talking about. No uh, physical interaction yet. OK, so we precluded what? We have precluded being found to be with child. Right. There's no way for that to happen at least by our experience unless there's an interaction we have another word for it that starts with inter we won't go into that but then there's this little phrase from the holy spirit well it's rough to be found with child imagine joseph walking on the scene and mary's hey honey uh we need to talk <laughs> right? Um, something's going on. What's going through Joseph's mind? I, the part of the Christmas story that is, I've always had the hardest part, maybe because I'm male, is impersonating Joseph to me would be very difficult. Like, how, how could I live through this if I was Joseph? I'm engaged, and what? You're pregnant? I went to public school. There's only one way that happens, <laughs> right? You cheated, or you were raped, So I'm either really upset or really compassionate. Careful what comes out of your mouth next because I'm picking one of those two roads. That's me because I'm flawed, amen? That's a sentence full right there. That verse, we could probably almost do six weeks just on that verse. But this is the story of Jesus. His mother Mary, virgin, engaged is found to be with child and it's by the holy spirit there's a lot we have to resolve in there because you're gonna have to take a bunch of it by faith right there's there's a lot of stuff you have to resolve in your mind verse 19 and her husband joseph wait does that say husband i thought they were engaged why does it say husband then Oh yeah, the Bible has mistakes in it, right? This is the narrator. Writing. Who's the narrator? Matthew, good guess. <laughs> right? And Matthew says, "Hey, it's the husband." Why would he say that prior to the wedding? Well, they end up married, doesn't he? Or maybe he acts like he's married even though he's not married yet. I love what Ed Noble told me when I started thinking about starting a church and being a lead pastor. He says, Well, you better start acting like one. Well, gee, thanks, Ed. (laughs) No, that's not what I mean. It's like, if you're going to be a lead pastor, then act like a lead pastor. It doesn't matter if you have a church or not. If you're going to be a husband, act like a husband, whether she's there or not. No matter how she behaves, act like a husband. Amen? Amen. Yeah, the women said amen. The guys are like, (laughs) (laughs) Yes, gentlemen, no matter where she is or what's going on or. How you find her, he found her to be pregnant, act like a husband. Well, deser- mm, it's not about deserving. There is no deserving. There's what God calls us to, and that's what we do. Watch what Joseph does. He says, being a just man, all right, he's trying, and unwilling to put her to shame, that's fairly nice, resolve to divorce her quietly. Hmm. Pretty explainable understandable appropriate probably for that time but as he considered these things he's thinking about it why don't you just do it he's thinking about it he's leaving options he's thinking well maybe maybe something else is going on here you ever have anything going on in your life where you're like oh and the idea of maybe something else is going on in the middle of the ugh is really hard to do. I mean, usually when I deal with really difficult tragedy, crash, loss, whatever it is, I, I go one direction. I just told you, I'm going anger or deep compassion. I, he finds a way to get in the middle and say, well, maybe I should wait and see. Maybe I. Maybe I should ask if God's doing something else. Or maybe there's more to know. Maybe rather than react, overreact, underreact, maybe I wade into it. See what's going on. Love that he is considering these things. Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. You know, if it hadn't gotten already too weird, then now an angel shows up. I'm kind of praying that that never happens to me. I don't know if I can handle it if, if an angel shows up. I, I already know I'm not as good as Joseph. And here comes the angel and says, Joseph, son of David. Oh no, he knows my name. <laughs> Do not fear to take Mary as your wife. For that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Now we've heard it twice from the Holy Spirit. Okay, wait a minute. Okay, I'm having a hard time with you, Mr. Angel, dude, being here in the first place, but now you want to sell me that this child is an immaculate conception, right? Get out your outlines. Look at the top. It says Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 through 25. It says a six a Christmas series or something like that. Uh, and then it says what? Resolving immaculate conception that's what we have to resolve today that's the thing that we're going to tackle today because that's that's a big ask that's a hard sell there's every aspect of mystery and how does this work how does this even make sense are you joking with me is this i wonder if he's thinking hey mark are you around around the corner are you pulling a fast one on me he has to believe that this is from the Holy Spirit well when has that ever happened before say never right it's okay to um speak with confidence in here we're that kind of place right amen Uh, you want me to buy something that's never happened before does God do things that have never happened before I hope so Because even if there's 0% chance of solving a situation, but I find myself in a situation that has a zero track record of being solved, I want there to be a chance that God can do all things. Amen? With man is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. You're trying to sell me on that, angel? She will bear a son... Okay, this is your argument for um, ultrasounds if you're pregnant. Okay, Nathan, you catching this? All right. Um, And you shall call His name Jesus, for He will save His people from their sins. Maybe one of the greatest sentences, especially in the passage, but in the Bible maybe. He will save the people from their sins. We've got big plans. You think it's getting excited now because your betrothed wife has been found pregnant and I'm telling you as an angel appearing to you for the first time, it's from the Holy Spirit. You think that's crazy? The show hasn't even begun. This is just a trailer. I love that. And we're going to get into that in a minute. But the idea that the Christmas story is just the beginning is a great concept. Great concept. He will save the people from their sins. And this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive. Okay, so we were doing confusion way back during the prophet's time. We're going to do something that doesn't make sense. And bear a son, and they shall call his name. Let's try that again. It's the interactive portion of the morning. Ready? And they shall call his name. Which means... Okay, there's the full message from the angel, right? When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name. Jesus. And may the Lord bless the reading of his word, Amen. 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 Um, I'm very excited for us to look at this over the next six messages. By the way, there's not six Sundays between now and Christmas Eve. How are we going to do that? Well, Christmas morning, we will have service 10 a.m. right in here. That'll be message number five. And then Christmas Eve that night, 4.30, we'll be back for number six. So we're doing two in one day. All right. That's what we're going to look at. Um, but this morning, I want us to figure out, because before we can get to a bunch of the other stuff in the passage, we have to figure out this conception thing. How, how does virgin conceive? And we have to get past that piece, because the rest of the story builds on it. I mean, really, actually, the prophecy said this is coming. This is how you'll know. So this is kind of the, the jumping off spot. And so the first thing that we need to resolve in resolving Christmas, or making our Christmas resolutions, is this. Resolving the birth, the virginity, right? We've got to resolve the virginity. How does someone get pregnant if they're a virgin? Well, you know what we've just done here in asking that question? We've did we just throw out the science? We did we threw out the science. There's there's a science that we know. Right? There's a, there's a sperm and there's an egg, there's the male and the female and and they have to come together and how we have to get past that? We have to resolve do you believe that a virgin lady can get pregnant? Because otherwise Larry uh Mary's a liar. Larry's a liar. Um, Mary's a liar. Joseph's a liar. The narrator, Matthew, is a liar. The angel is a liar. Or, or they're all telling the truth. You, you know who is, has no problem resolving the virginity? Mary. <laughs> right? And when Mary shows up, hey, Joseph, uh, we need to talk. Guess what? He's pretty clear on the virginity. Well, at least his own. They might have questions as to was there someone else? And he has to start resolving the virginity. Do I really believe she was a virgin? Is Matthew clear on it? Is the angel clear on it? Yeah. You know who's who's never surprised? God. In fact, we have a prophecy. The virgin shall bear a son. Okay? Now, for some reason, I have the verse references, but those were references, I think, are from last week. Your verse references for number one are verse 18 and verse 23. Verse 23 is the prophecy from the prophet where it says a virgin will be with child. Oh, yours is correct. Mine's correct. Sorry, people online. That's what you get for not coming to church. Um. Most important person in the story that has to resolve their virginity. Who's that? Oh, geez, God, that's a, that's a tough question. We know God was not surprised, so we can eliminate him, angel's messenger with God. In fact, in another passage, it says he, he comes from the presence of God, so he's probably clear. Matthew is writing retrospect, but he doesn't really know He's just taking it on good information. So Matthew might have a guess at it. Joseph might have a guess at it. Mary's, she's pretty sure. So it's either Matthew or Joseph. Or it's you. You're in this story. This story is for you. And he will save the people from their sins you're one of the characters and the whole thing guess what all five of those characters they buy it the question is do you buy the story even though you weren't there you have no proof and it defies science it makes zero sense why would god do something that makes zero sense i don't know scott please tell us um because if Joseph and Mary were already married and they had a child and the angel shows up on the scene and says, well, yes, it's Joseph and Mary's, but he's special. He's going to be the son of God. What would all of humanity have said? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, that's Joe's kid. Joseph. Jesus Joseph, that's what it was, his last name would have been. Instead, God comes on the scene and says, I'm going to, do something that defies all your understanding. I'm going to help you start to figure out the mystery of the gospel it's a great phrase used in the new testament by paul and the mystery of the gospel because there's parts that make sense and there's parts that are clear there's commands and such that are concrete and we can put our weight on and then there's other areas where it's it's kind of like why would god say that why would god do that why is that story in the old testament and what do i do with that and how do i adjust right now especially when my kid is this my boss is that my spouse is the other and my account is we we have to start understanding that Second um, Corinthians chapter five verse seven. For we live by faith, not by sight. If if there was no virginity, this would have been another kid. And if you have trouble buying the virginity of Mary, story's over for you. Because if God's a liar, what else did he lie about? You know, and I I love our Catholic friends. I love them. Because Mary has a little bit higher place with him. Here's where we differ a little bit. Yes, higher place. But what's the higher place? She was chosen and shown favor, and she had a kid as a virgin. Not because she was special, but because God decided to be special and used her. How great is that? amazing but I buy it because of the virginity rather than well it needs to make sense to me if I can't duplicate it in an experiment then it has to be false okay I learned this in science class it's amazing that I learned anything in science class but I learned this if you fail to reproduce something in an experiment It doesn't mean that there's no correlation or there's no causal effect. What it means is there might it might not be able to be duplicated or you've yet to know the correct experiment. I love that. Oh, it could be duplicated. I just don't know how to do it. If you need to duplicate an experiment and you don't know how to do it, who do you need to find? Someone that can. Who's the only one who knows how to do this? God, who gets credit? It's brilliant writing because it's brilliant real life experience. Let me do something that you can't explain so you will have to turn to me. And I can show you that yeah, I can bring kids about the male, female way or I'm God and I can do whatever I want. And when I do things that are beyond your understanding, you might pay attention because God's working. We want a God that believes in doing things that defy science because we want a God that's in control of all things. And so I have no problem with the creation account because there's parts of it that defy science. Well, I got a boss who defies science or how about this even better? I'm the author of science, Scott. Why are you questioning me when I tried to decide to do something with science that doesn't make sense to you? I wrote the book. I wrote all the characters. I wrote all the constructs in it. It's my matrix, if it helps you. Think that way. right? We have to resolve the virginity. Um, God has no problem with that. In fact, he gave us a commercial. The prophet comes and says, hey, this is what you look for. And then when Jesus comes on the scene, that's what happens. And I love that. We're going to talk about that another week. But this is part of what helped Mary and Joseph by Immaculate Conception. Because somewhere in the back of their head, good Jews knew their scripture. They probably had heard that prophecy. They're probably panicking. Wait, you, I didn't know you meant us, Mary and I. But I do remember that. We as Christians, especially in this modern day and age, we need to believe in miracles. We need to believe that God is still at work and can do things beyond our understanding and do something that gets other people's attention in order to draw them to Himself. Our first look is at at science or it makes sense to us. We do that from our own experience based on what we've seen. And God says, no, we live by faith, not by sight. Look at me first. Your default should be to look to me first. Look where I am, and it'll make sense. Yeah, we like to look all these other places that make sense to us. I have slippers. Okay, I've confessed, there it is. I'm a slipper wearer my is it my mother-in-law? No it's my stepmom my stepmom made me slippers years ago. Um, they're maroon maybe I'll bring them in and show them to you. they're super comfortable um, they're all fabric so you can walk they were knitted by hand. they're warm they're great. I shall wear them forever and yet I couldn't find them the other day and I went and looked in. The shoe rack, and not there. And I looked in the drawers, and not there. And the cupboard, and the laundry hamper, and I went and looked at all these places that made sense. Where did I find them? I found them in the clean laundry, stacked neatly. I thought, huh, maybe I should have just looked there first. What if I had gone? That what if that had been my default? Remembering that I had washed them and then go to get them there where things get clean. What if that was my default? See, the resolving the virginity help is an exercise in us changing what our default is. Where do we look first? Well, the shoe rack first, of course. No, you're, you're looking in the wrong area. When you look at science, when you look at make sense, when you look at, well, how could that work that way for my mentality, Whose agenda did you just jump off of? His, and when it makes sense to you, it becomes um, you. You become the expert. You become the person with power and attention, and we all like that. But it gets us on the wrong foot. So we got to resolve the virginity. Uh, secondly, you got to resolve the paternity. All right, if if, if we got virginity, but we got conception, then where's this kid come from? And in two different verses, it says, Remember where the kid came from? Conceived of the Holy Spirit. That's a rough one to buy. We have to believe that God would do this, that God would impregnate a woman to get our attention. And here's, here's what I love about this concept. It's easier for us to think that a man could get a woman pregnant than it is for us to think that God could get a woman pregnant. Well, of course, Scott. That's just natural biology. Yes, but it's the worst theology ever. What do you mean, Scott? Well, guys are very limited. If they get things right, half the time it's on accident. God has zero limits and always gets it right. In fact, some of us are of the belief that nary a man got a woman pregnant. Anytime a woman has conceived, it has been the hand of God that's done it. And so it's a little weird. It's absolutely backwards for us to read this story and go, wait a minute. Conceived of the Holy Spirit that doesn't make sense no actually we would say well yeah duh of course that's how it always happens i did it a little differently this time but what if god became your default what's great about resolving this is it that's just the entry level first step if we buy that what, then what do you have to start creatively thinking about what options are open now what's possible now if if the holy spirit can conceive in a woman then what else is possible anything Anything. all things it's it's actually god working within his nature to show up and say i want to do something good what do you mean it needs to make sense to you (laughs) i purposely confused you so that your attention will be drawn to what the construct or the miracle had to have a maker who made the miracle right that's what draws our attention I love that uh, the paternity is actually God himself because it, it brings us to a great place maybe my favorite one it's the third one resolving the entity that is deity and humanity Gee, Scott, that's a lot of itdies this week. Virginity, paternity, deity, and humanity. We gotta resolve the idea that if God and the Holy Spirit are ones that conceived the child, then what is the child? Normally, and this, uh, uh, by the way, uh, please avoid using this phrase as much as possible. But sometimes people would say, "Well, it's a half breed," right? Please only use that on dogs, okay? Or cats, maybe. Half human, half deity, or how how do we... We've introduced a new problem for us intellectually, logically. How do we make sense of God showing up and going to have a child, but the woman is human and... What's the byproduct? What? comes after the equal sign on that equation what are we getting it, it puts us in the realm of we have to ask the question now what just happened I hope that you land on both, that He is fully God and fully man because there's been a lot of work done on that to figure that part out. But I pray that you land on that just as your first step because there are a myriad of options that, that build from that. When you believe that God's on the scene, in fact, what does it call it? It says, Emmanuel, God with us. God's now on the scene. We have more than a human their famous book more than a carpenter if he's just joseph's kid we just got a dude if it's holy spirit conceived that kind of immaculate I have no idea what game we're even playing anymore because all the rules have changed this is verse 23 for sure but um Luke chapter 1 this is the more expanded um Extended remix version of the Christmas story. Um, they have a great passage in there. We we have that, um, Nathan. Here we go. Angel comes to um, angel comes to Mary, and apparently skips the first six month. Uh, uh, the angel came, was sent from God to the city of Galilee, Nazareth, to the virgin right, of Joseph, house of David, her name was Mary, said, greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled, the saying, and tried to discern what sort of greeting this was. And the angel said to her, fear not, for you have found favor with God. I love this passage a little bit more in this way today. In the other passage in Matthew, she was found to be with child. In this passage, the angel says, "Ah, you've been found with favor. More than just a child. You've been found with favor. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. You shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and we will be called the Son of the Most High. Who is he? Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Amen? Amen. Sorry, a big awesome phrase like that. you got to crescendo. Get loud. And Mary said, well, I'm a virgin (laughs) but she says how will this be how will this happen rather than are you sure she's asking a logistical question and it's fair and the angel says the Holy Spirit will come upon you man I love that (laughs) I don't want to bear a son but I do want the Holy Spirit to come upon me at times I want to find favor And we have a God like that. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child will be born, will be called holy. The Son of God. Repeat after me. The Son of God. He's Emmanuel with us. God on the scene. Mary's clear as to who this is. Joseph started to figure it out. The angel knows well, there's two angels, one to Joseph and one to Mary. Yeah, we pretty much believe they were both Gabriel. And the narrator's clear. What just happened is we we just got deity and humanity in a combo meal. We take Christmas and we think, oh, this is like the Super Bowl. People ask me, hey, what are you doing for Christmas? you going on any trips? It's like, no, no, no. What do you mean, no? I I don't travel at Christmas. I don't travel at Easter. What? Why not? I'm a pastor? (laughs) Christmas and Easter, those are my Super Bowls. I'm not leaving anywhere. I'm going to be here. Come to Rock Bible Church. We'll never have a guest preacher on Easter or Christmas Eve or Christmas. Right? It's my job. I'm not leaving for that. And we tend to think of it like that's the... That's the highlight, the the pinnacle. What if it was just the first step? What if it was just the first step? And the first step starts with God walking on the scene. I want to, that's just the preface of the book? Yeah, what did I do? I showed you. (laughs) It's the first story in the New Testament. Why is there a whole bunch more story? Because rack them up, let's play. It gets exciting now. Let's go have more kids and do stuff. Let's go places. Let's build and help and heal and serve. And There's so much more that you can experience. In fact, if I'm on the scene now, we can finally start relating. We, as Christians, we take Christmas and Easter and we, we use it as fire insurance. We use it as the ultimate end. Gosh, I just got to become a Christian because then I'm in the club. I'm on the team. I get a uniform. Great. Do you play any games? Do you ever go and compete? What do you do with your Christianity? It was meant to be the bottom shelf and yet we, we take the cross and we elevate it and we backlight it and we put it on the wall and all excited like that's whoa that's it Jesus even said it is finished What? what's finished sin's finished his obedience finished are we finished no. how do you know how do you know you're not finished because you're still here I love this I've figured out um, time travel doesn't exist I figured this out the other day do you know how you know? Because no one's ever visited from another time. <laughs> if time travel existed, there'd be somebody here. Doesn't exist because nobody's ever visited from another time. How do I know that God's still on the scene, still doing things because I've resolved the virginity, the paternity and the entity of deity and humanity and I believe that there's, it's just the beginning and it's time to get moving what else is possible what are my options now can I get excited about this can I share it with a friend can I invite somebody else to come in and take a seat and buy into it and will will it pay off for them or will I be proved to be a charlatan you know one of the things I'm scared of the most asking for money. (laughs) The last thing I ever want to be accused of is being a pastor who just does the pastor gig so he can get money from people. If I ever feel like that's gone, I'm gone. I will drive a forklift at Costco. Here's why I know it'll never happen. Because I believe it. And instead of asking, eh, how could virginity conception happen? Or no way could the Holy Spirit. I don't, I don't start from that position. I start from the position of, I oh, mean, God has assumed through the whole book. And he's active through the whole book. And he's good through the whole book. And he actually says things that work. Maybe I should try them. And oh my gosh, come on, let's have a party. I want to try this right now. Let's go. That's why I know it's not going to work. It's, it's not, never going to happen. I Me mean, just collect money. But I still won't ask for money. <laughs> right? Hey, may the Lord bless the reading of His Word. Amen? Um, if we can get past these three things, if we can resolve these three things, then there's at least five more that we can resolve and start having a great experience with God. To where Christmas is going to mean something every day rather than just on the wrong date on the annual calendar, which people are gonna use that argument with you too. It didn't really happen on December 25th. Okay, go kick rocks. We're just celebrating when everybody else celebrates because we wanna bring attention to God, amen? Maybe you've never believed this stuff and today you're starting. You want to decide that. That's exactly why God told the whole story, had the whole story happen, had it written down and preserved it for us so that you could begin a relationship with Him. You want to start resolving God, period, in your own life. There was a phrase right there, third line from the bottom, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you maybe you need to start asking that maybe you're a christian you accepted him a long time ago you bought in a long time ago you've been to church plenty of times but there's a little bit of you that needs to be overshadowed there's a peace there's an area there's a doubt there's a fear there's a loss a pain maybe there's an opportunity and you need god to step in and and that's what you need to pray god step in and then you need to hear him saying step in i'm always been here Bow down for a second. Let me overshadow you. You know, I forget. I'm a pastor and I forget about the boss. We have regular um, meetings, me and the boss. Uh, Performance evaluations. (laughs) They don't go very well for me. I had one the other day. I was freaking out. Uh, Upset. Uh, lost in my options of what my next action steps were going to be. And it was almost like he came up and he was like, hey, yo, Berglund, come here. What are you doing? i was like, oh. Yeah, how about you take this one? <laughs> Literally, I said that in my mind. <laughs> God, you're going to need to take this one because I'm out. And you know, I, he didn't, God um, never has spoken to me audibly. I know there's people that have that experience. God bless you. I will never discount that for you. But I thought that I think was from him. That's how he speaks to me. And he he said, what do you mean take this one? Maybe I should take this one. They're all mine, you dork. (laughs) He didn't say the dork part. He said, when did you think you were ever in charge? And by the way, when is your plan ever better than my plan? I was waiting for you to stop thinking about it so much and just get out of the way. Which, by the way, you can never be in my way because I get whatever I want and I do whatever I want and you can't stop me. I was like, welcome back. (laughs) It's like I never left. The next day, it was the weirdest thing. I did nothing, kind of. I did minimal, minimal, minimalist effort. Resolved. I was like, oh yeah, this thing works. If you need to start that, maybe your prayer is, God, overshadow me from now on in all things. Amen? Amen. Father, thank you for uh, this story, for this passage, for what we thought about today. May we take it and think about it in new ways and expand creatively our options and how we pursue you and think about you and interact with others and tell them about you. may we be inspired. Maybe we remember that resolving Christ, Christmas is an exercise in walking by faith rather than by sight and then understanding that it's only us that's resolving anything. It's all, there was nothing to resolve for you from the beginning. It was your plan. You told us, warned us, Then you made it happen and then you continue to tell us about it in order to draw attention to yourself. Will you call it glory and honor? May we give that to you regularly and then find new ways to do it. We thank you for the offering that we're about to receive. Pray you bless it. And then Lord, grow your church the way you want to. Pray this in your son, Jesus' name, amen. you be overshadowed amen go with him